0: This is the Deering Acting Studio Podcast, where we discuss the connection between life and acting.
1: Alrighty, welcome back, everybody, to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. I am Matthew Deering, here with the boys, Mr. Brian Sweeney and Joey Sweeney. What's going on, gentlemen? Good. great afternoon in the studio today it is yeah it's a happy uh, happy Saturday we've got a lot going on we're putting up some new things in the lobby and doing some crazy things and we've got an awesome awesome guest here today mr. Tony calvis
2: welcome Tony Woo! oh thank you for quite an intro
0: <laughs> so, yeah uh, I was wondering will you voice that over just <laughs> with your deep <laughs> voice I feel like it would sound so cool. Yeah, Excuse Tony has the, the, uh, the silky, smooth voice. <laughs> Let
1: us hear you say, uh, uh, Welcome to Deering Acting Studio.
2: Welcome to Deering Acting Studio.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh. we're going to definitely. Oh, yeah. that's, it's like butter.
1: It's very, oh, very
2: John Ham. <laughs> yeah, so it is great. a little that John is quite a compliment. I will uh, take that.
1: Thank Brian no. has said that since the day he met you. Since you the day I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so. Tony is the lead marketing, or he he, he leads the uh, creative marketing team over at a company called Nextiva, which I've worked with um, several times, and I've got a lot of respect for Nextiva. And so let me let me just start here with with the Nextiva team, and you can tell me um, for those for those uh, uh, listeners out there who don't know, would you would you tell us uh, what is Nextiva? What do you guys do?
2: So Nextiva is a cloud communications company for businesses, and we focus on not just all the different tools that you might need to connect with your customers and anybody that you work with in business, it's more about looking at how do all these tools uh, benefit off of each other so that you can give the best customer experience possible, right? So our flagship product is voice over IP, uh, VoIP, Mm -hmm. uh, so your phone system over the internet, but we also have offerings like service CRM, sales CRM, surveys, live chat, things of that nature.
1: And I can say I jumped on some of these new services recently and they're incredible. I mean, the things that you guys are are allowing small businesses to do is a complete game changer. It's like it's a, I think um, your CEO, Thomas Gourney, likes to say we're leveling the playing field a little bit, right?
2: Absolutely, and that's been his mission since day one. So it, it's nice to work for a company where they have not changed what they've said by any means. I mean, maybe the products have changed, but the overall mission has been there from the beginning and you can really feel it in the culture in the uh, and in the executive team.
1: Absolutely, and I've gotten to be a small part of watching the company grow sort of from the inside out. Um, this interesting connection, I uh, am a customer. We, we The Deering Acting Studio has been a customer since back in 2009. So I was a customer for probably five, six years. Wait, 2009? Yeah, is that not is that wow. right? No, that's a long time. Long time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, pretty much since we opened. I mean, we were, yeah, we, we, we kind of figured out the VoIP system. As, as soon as I stopped using a cell phone, Yeah, <laughs> as my, I used to have two cell phones in my pocket, and yeah. I would go to my, my real job, quote, and then I'd answer the phone sometimes in the bathroom. And then, during Acting Studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah, so once, once we grew up and we, we had a real business phone, this was the first company we use and we've never, we've never gone back. So, um, yeah, I'm a big next Steve fan, but what's interesting is then I got a chance to come in there and work with you guys. And then I don't, I don't really know anything about your business, which I ended up finding to be an advantage in helping out because I was able to mm-hmm. to go to Thomas and say hey what's cool is because I don't know what I don't know if you can explain it to me and I can understand Mr. layperson here and I am your customer then hey we are on to something and yeah. uh our sort of relationship sort of took off from there
2: yeah no, I mean you spend 10 minutes with Thomas Courtney and you feel like you did a 2-hour workout. At the gym. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, exactly. You know, it's, ing- it's incredible the way his mind thinks.
1: It's it's so awesome. I feel just honored and privileged to be in the room with that guy. And you're right. It's it's a workout and 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 when we're doing the next con work that I do a lot of times, I'm working sometimes 12, 14-hour days next to that guy and then waking up the next day and doing it again. It's it's uh it's intense. But I look at him and I say, wow. I mean, every entrepreneur can look up to what he's doing. I mean, he is the absolute Mm. American dream story. He's a guy that, uh, like you said, whatever he says, he does. And he backs it up and he follows through. And um, he even joked about it. I mean, it just feels like the things he touches turns to gold. But it's not even, it's not that. It's just that he works harder, I feel like, than everybody else.
2: Yeah. Yeah, works harder and adapts quicker. He's very adaptive to whatever... The situation is.
1: So I've seen you guys, and I've watched you just sort of like grow and explode. And so, could you tell us a little bit about what's going on at Nextiva right now? I know you've you've added quite a few employees recently, and um, I don't know if you call them that, your team members. Um, talk to us about what's happening right now.
2: Yeah. So, uh, just a little bit of background. I joined the company in late 2014. Also, oh, uh, I've been in the company longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that was> awesome. <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway, I came in as a video producer, basically, for the company. And I was the second video producer there in the marketing team. Uh, at around, at that time, we were probably around 200-ish people, uh, uh, 200-ish employees. Which is um, crazy, because we're four
1: employees here, <laughs> <yeah. like laughs> our full team, four or five.
2: And so you were 200, but that was small, right? Uh, yeah, that was so... We were the fastest-growing tech company uh, in Arizona for year after year, hmm. and the only other competitor that we uh, kept butting heads with for that prize was the sister company SightLock. So, so I mean, another, two another company runs. that uh, that Thomas is involved with. Exactly. Wow. So, two home runs from this guy at the same time. He's and, probably angry uh, and happy always. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all happy. It's uh, like when you play yourself in chess, you're like, "Ah, yes." Oh. Ah. But uh so after about 3-4 years, I think we hit 1000 employees. Wow. And I mean that is, I mean being part of that wave and feeling that growth. I mean, we definitely felt it. There were plenty of growing pains, but there were also just these insane opportunities, uh, Nexcon being one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, the company now is uh, a little over a thousand uh, team members. And I mean, there is no stopping in sight for that growth. So speaking of growth,
1: growth is a part of the mastery mindset. And I think um, Thomas definitely embodies that idea of continual growth looking I, I've, I've watched him and you and me have conversations about hey if it can be better it should be better and um, and we got to do better than we did last year and so can you talk to, to me a little bit about nextiva's take on that and maybe even your personal take on, on mastery and a growth mindset
2: yeah we uh, we actually just a quick tidbit had a um, had a consultant come in and they and he he's trying to help us with you know branding and making sure that we can be as be- as good as we can for the next ten years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his topics was, uh, you know, how how often do you guys uh, praise the wins? And we all just kind of laughed. Like, <laughs> why would you praise the wins? I mean, the, yeah, it's always a loss. It's always something that we can improve. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know it, that that mindset can feel like a lot of struggle. But at the same time, the purpose of Nextiva is so strong that we don't typically feel that pain, right? It's always this. Every day we look back at what we did yesterday and we say, you know what? This maybe this was good. Maybe we hit our number or whatever. But uh, how do we make that number bigger? And how do we how do we make our customers love us even more than they did yesterday? So that constant pursuit is you'll feel that. Anywhere you walk in the office. Well, it's the
1: joy. I mean, my my opinion on life in general is when you're going after the progress and not the destination, and you and you live in the state of progression. That's where happiness is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when you're at your at your peak state is when you're moving forward and progressing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Matt, you had a cool way of putting that like a while back. The celebrate, learn, grow. You remember that? Yeah. It's that idea of like you're celebrating something, and then you learn from it, and you grow from it. And, like. You're still having those little celebrations, but then it's all about learning and then growing. Because if you just celebrate and stay stagnant, nothing happens, right? We don't get anywhere. But yeah, I just that just came to my mind.
1: It's funny. You, uh, you could you could almost consider me a consultant of sorts when I come in there and work with you guys. And I've had the the exact same conversation with Thomas when I've said, hey, make sure you're celebrating the little things (laughs) because you really need to do that. I I believe in in say, hey, let's let's celebrate what we've done. We do need to have a quick celebration and say, hey, good, good job. Like, look where we were and where we Mm -hmm. are. Awesome. But then immediately you decide to grow and and how can we get better does that yeah. remind you of anything joey oh yeah yeah <laughs> just
0: about every day it's and <laughs> any project it's like oh that's so great that that video got out but uh but uh, why is that logo there <laughs> you know like certain things where you you do that like you practice what you preach you celebrate Almost everything we do here, and that's pretty cool, like castings, whatever. But immediately, you're looking for that. How can we get better next time? And honestly, that's frustrating sometimes. But uh, but well, it's you definitely- know what's funny? I was
1: gonna tell you. I, I we were talking earlier. So the the whole reason I should talk about this really quick. The whole reason <laughs> we're having a podcast right now is uh, Tony volunteered to help us out with some of some of what we got going on over here. So he's gonna take a look at. Um, he is he is a production master. I, I can say that about you. You really High are. Praise. Thank and, you. Um, and so we, w- speaking of growth, we're looking for ways that we can improve. So we like what we're doing and we're going, hey, how can we get better? And so I uh, reached out to you, you volunteered to come down. And so the reason we're having a podcast is Tony didn't just say, cool, let's have a meeting. He sent over and said, hey, you should create an agenda for our meeting so that we <laughs> don't waste time, which I loved. I love that idea. And I'm like, dang, that's awesome. Hold me accountable. So then, it took me about forty-five minutes to figure out what would be cool to do during our meeting and really show you what we do. And I had the idea: let's do a podcast. Like, why not? Because we do that all the time. So, so that's Which the reason I, we're here.
2: I have to say that was a, a very thorough agenda. I was not <laughs> ant- ant- anticipating <laughs> it, it was great. Yeah. Well, here's the deal: it was
1: because your letter to me with your signature at the bottom. I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. I gotta have to create an agenda for this guy.
0: What's funny is he pulled me aside and he was like, he was like, hey. Hey, check this out, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And he was like, "He was like, look at this email that Tony <laughs> said. He was like, "He was like, look how professional this is. It has this logo on it." He was like, "He was like, we need to be doing that." <laughs> be it's doing so that funny because I can't stuff. even
1: I can't receive an email without dissecting it like that. It's like if I if I love it or hate it, I bring the team in and I go, "Hey, why do I hate this? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why I love this email." I, I love doing that kind yeah. of stuff. That's yeah. Or even if an email catches my attention, and I'm like, "Oh, like, why did I open that?" I, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know why I opened this, and then yeah. I'm like, "Hey, guy, come in here. Let's look at this email and figure out why I opened it." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I did take a peek here at your website, which is your pretty face here staring back at us, and I, yep. you know, going on to what we're talking about here, you just have the word "onward." Talk to me about that
2: so uh that pretty much is a that's a single word that can sum up a lot of what we've already talked about just in this uh, five minutes here uh you know it, to me um always moving onward, whether it's good or bad yeah you know whether whether you've had just the worst day possible uh you know you lose your girlfriend you uh you got in a car accident you whatever uh just the fact that if, as long as you are breathing and you can take one more step, yeah, that's the most important thing that you can bring into your I've life. I've had a
1: mentor talk to me about the idea of, of really
2: striving to not get too high or too low. Yes, right? yes. Finding did? that perfect balance. and yeah. uh, I think of it as when you're hiking, uh, you should try to find a rhythm where the hard, part, the hard parts versus the easy parts you're always going the same speed mm. right yeah so you, you should find that cadence where you can really toughen up to get through the hard parts uh, in the same pace as you would t- and then you can relax on the lighter parts and not you know not overstress yourself on those uh, right. on those areas but then at
1: the same time when we're when we're experiencing that victory and we're celebrating we're having a good moment um, I believe in this concept that I that I have failed at so many times because it's so hard to do. Which is to plant while you're harvesting. You yes. know, like when times are good and things are rolling <laughs> in and you're feeling great to be to be putting out those sales calls or putting out like for us a, another audition or something like going after the next client when you've got four and you feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you forget what it's like to be barren. And yeah. if you're not careful, you, you, you don't grow and you, and you go backward to whatever whatever your average was.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so something in my personal life that I try to br- apply to that type of situation is, uh, I'm a big believer that conflict provides the energy to grow. Hmm. Uh, so if you think of, and I mean, this, this applies to uh, my film set days, uh, basically, if there's no conflict in the scene, there is no opportunity for either of the characters to grow in the story. There's no opportunity for the story to grow. No, so bringing that into your personal life, you know, if you have too many clients and you're mm-hmm. finding that it's overwhelming and it's tough on family life and your clients are not having the best experience, that conflict is exactly what's put you in a place to then say, how do I make this better? How, mm-hmm. how, do I, how do I change a few little knobs here and there so that my customers are happy, my family is happy, I'm happy? Yeah. And then you go on to the next conflict. I and love you decide. That.
1: Brian, you have a similar... I uh, was
0: about to say that. Right,
1: oh, yeah. so crazy. So Brian, Brian goes out and he speaks to kids and he, he, um, he tells them a little bit about his story and just tries to inspire the kids. And he came up with this really great analogy. Do you remember this? The, which,
3: uh, which one
0: about the movie?
3: Yeah,
1: the movie. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes.
3: So it's it just it's cool because it's one similar morning.
1: to what you just said, but it's it's really uh, tailored for kids, and it, and I love the simplicity of this. Go ahead.
3: So I was like praying about what to do in that morning, and I it just I swear it just came to me. So we we came up to sp- I came up to speak and. Like, there was this idea. I set them all up, and I got them all ready, and I go, okay, I love movies. Who loves movies? And they all, like, raise their hand. And I was like, I just saw this really, really good one, and, like, uh, and then I went to describe it to him. So, I was like, so there's this guy, and he's walking across the bridge, and he gets across the bridge, and the movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> and just everybody goes so quiet, like, just silent. And they're just, like, looking at each other. Like, I was like... Does that sound like a great movie to go see? Like nothing happens, no conflict, but he gets to the other side of the bridge. It's awesome, right? And they were like, no. And they started <laughs> like shouting, like, I don't like it. And, and the idea was just like the conflicts, the, the struggles, the pain, that's what we enjoy watching because that's what makes us who we are. Yes. Like that's, that's what's interesting about us
2: yeah no you yeah, that that sums it up perfectly,
1: and that's why sometimes you can you can actually end up feeling bad for people who have too much have it have oh, it too sure. cushy because sure. yeah they they don't they don't have anything to go up against, and that's
2: you know that's the exciting part of life yeah Like in my happiest times I'm like angry that I don't have conflicts right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just
1: almost scared right because you yeah. know the next one's around the corner <laughs> um. So Tony, I can see why uh, you're such a good fit over at Nextiva because it says here right on your website, um, if if you need someone with experience from big business and passion for small, let's go onward. And uh, thank you. And um, and and that's crazy because we're small, and you you saw our mission, vision, values, and you said, hey, what's this? And and you asked me about it, and you're like, hey, I like this. Let me come in and help. And I <laughs> I just so appreciate that you you have the same mindset as Thomas, like. You, you back up what you say, and, and I think that's really Nextiva's thing too, right?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, for myself and for Nextiva, we love doing cool S-H-I-T, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's always about building things, and bu- building things that not only are we proud of, but also find uh, our customers find value in. Uh, the people that I work with find value in. So that's so fulfilling. It, it, it's fulfilling every day because, of, because we get to do some awesome stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, so we got into the topic of movies here and, and, and production. And so you, as I mentioned, are a production master, <laughs> which is why Next TV grabbed you. Um, do you remember when we met?
2: Yes. I don't I, remember the date. Do you remember
1: the date? It was, it was a long
2: time ago. I don't. I was trying to think if I was in college still. <laughs> uh, I might have just been out I th- it was this building I think
3: yes maybe
1: so yeah. it was just read read right right different yeah. we were in the back it was because he, yeah. he came back in the back office in the sweaty <laughs> sweaty hot office so you were just graduated from college at it the time? must have been okay yeah
2: because uh, yeah, I did a lot of data work for you and that's yeah you were what recommending these big massive
1: hard drives for <laughs> us and th- different, <laughs> different things that we we don't have to use anymore thanks to technology Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so we met in that way, but, but tapping into, um, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our clients and listeners are very attracted to the personal development side of things, but we, we do have a lot of actors out there as well. So, um, when you were casting or even are casting now, cause I know you, you, you run commercials and different ads and things, um, through Nextiva and you've got a hand in that. What, what are you guys looking for? What are the qualities of
2: a performance? You can give any kind of hints or tips. Oh boy. Uh, so first off uh, I find one of the most valuable people to hire on a film set is the casting director hmm. They know what they're looking for they know to sort through I mean the amount of time that it saves you to sort through the you know actors that show up they didn't memorize the lines they didn't even read the lines you know and they, they sit down and they say hey can you give me just like three minutes so that I can look this over yeah. it's like okay well, This is done. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that.
1: We spend a lot of time on our casting side of our business, uh, Phoenix Casting, phoenixcasting.com. Anybody's looking for a casting (laughs) director? Um, uh, Actually, it's phxcasting.com. I apologize. Um, But, yeah, it's it's an under – people don't really know exactly what the casting director does, and I always tell them that um, we are people gatherers. So when I look at the casting process, uh, my philosophy is – let me bring in the best talent that there is. Let me narrow them down for you, and then let me let me help bring out the absolute best performance out of each person, so you can see them kind of at their best. And then you, and then I, and I tell people, I don't make the decision though. At the end of the day, it's guys like Tony making the decision. So, um, so you don't need to kiss up to me. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, just just allow me to help you give a good performance, please, and and let, let, allow me to help. Easier nerves in the room. That's my goal.
2: Yeah, and I would say that it uh, for ca- casting. For me, I look at it in sort of three stages, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I receive, you know, a list of headshots uh, uh, from the casting director, uh, that's when you start bringing them in to do their uh, their casting sessions. And so the first thing uh, you, you normally read with the uh, the actor, whatever they're act, uh, uh, casting for, and you look at. Number one, how like invested are they in their craft? Not Mm. even in the script, right? Because the script, they just got it. It's not fair to judge them and have them feel like, oh, I love this. This is a perfect story. All that. I just want to see that they are passionate about delivering the best experience or best uh, uh, best performance that they can. How can you
1: tell? Like, what is the... So,
2: you get into uh, instances where you start reading with them. You see, you let them feel it through, and, you know, if you have to give lines back, then, you know, getting that cadence uh, felt through. But then, looking at, you know, even if I think they delivered it perfectly the first time, I'll give them a note and say, how would you do it if this character... Had uh, had a huge cortisol spike right beforehand, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So you just give them one tiny little direction, and you ask them, uh, and you wait and see how well they took that direction. Yeah, right. Mm. So that's that's the first phase is seeing. You know, I'm going to be working with this person. If I give them a note, I need them to pick up on that and feel yeah. all the nuances that I meant. Right.
1: I always think too that you can tell someone is very invested in their own craft when they want to learn more.
2: Yes, yes. So if an actor in a questions. room this
1: time, and, it, and it's not, it it shouldn't be stupid questions that they already should mm-hmm. know based on, you know, coming in. But something interesting, like, you know, um, have you thought about this with the character? And, and maybe even after a read, you know, would you like me to try it this way or that way? Um, would probably tell you, give you a hint that, hey, this this person had knows how to use a script.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so after, after I've selected the actors that have passed that test, then you go into the chemistry reads, hmm. right? And that's where I find the most value in casting. It's not so much the individual giving the, the um, uh, their delivery of the lines, it's how well do they play off other people giving the lines of whoever else is acting in the scene with them. So, or, or
1: maybe even how well do they fit with the energy of yes. the particular piece, because sometimes it's a solo read, right? Sure. Yeah. And yeah. your voice and my voice would, would do well for two different pieces.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but I, I just, uh, I guess I, I don't think it's too fair to judge someone in a vacuum, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Uh, I mean, there's, there are times when you have to do it and you just try to get as far away from that as possible. So the chemistry reads offer a very simple solution to do that. Um, and this is exactly how I've, Cast it from, you know, my thesis film in college all the <laughs> way to now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that second phase is looking at the chemistry uh, between one actor and the other. Maybe you're selecting for both. Maybe you already have one selected and you need the other person to work off of them really, really well. And that's where you start to really feel the magic between two people and their deliveries. Uh, you know, I've had plenty of instances where I thought a guy was great, but as soon as you get into the chemistry, you read... Uh, somebody else worked out even better that i hadn't that i just kind of brought along because it wasn't bad yeah uh, so you, you learn a lot through the chemistry read um but uh after after that and going into phase three it's really not so much looking at the their performance it's who are they i mean what Kind of pursuits do they have outside of acting? How dedicated are they to acting? What other sacrifices have they made in it? Mm. Uh, you know, do they do they show up on time? Yeah. Do they not mind staying late? You know, these are all things that when you're on set, there are a million things that are going to go wrong. Are they going to be able to stand those million things, or are they going to tap out after nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine things going wrong? Right. Right. <laughs> And I need them there the entire time. Yeah. Right? And so, present, right? Yes. So that that's really what will determine. If I have two perfect actors and both could fit, the one who can go through more punches with me is the one I'm going to go with. I love that.
0: You know, when I met you, Tony, it was on a shoot for Next Diva, And uh, Matt called me up, and he was like, hey, do you mind, like bringing Shay to the shoot, like, I'm with Thomas already, we need to be here, like, can you just take Shay, uh, bring a notebook, check it out, see what you can learn, right, and so I was like, okay, cool, that sounds awesome, and, uh, we pull up into this house, and, uh, and we're in this tiny room, and it's super nice, it's like a, it's like a study, and there are lights everywhere, (laughs) and I was like, okay, I have no clue what half of these lights are. (laughs) And so I just started writing down like, oh, a big bar light and and a boom (laughs) operator. And then like I would write down little things that you said, like light from below, light the back. And and I learned so much from being around you for like three hours, maybe. Which
1: by the way, Joey, to your credit, um, that says a lot about you because A, Mm -hmm. you've adopted that growth mindset and B, what we are able to accomplish considering you are self-taught and just you know kind of soaking up what you've learned from me and whatnot which is you know I know very little um I was a like sort of filmmaking photography major at ASU but I was really just trying to get done so I could start acting Um, (laughs) so I should know a lot more about apertures than I do um but yeah, I mean, I mean, the idea, like the, the whole point. I, I told you this earlier. I'm like, because I, I think he was a little nervous when I said I'm gonna have Tony look at your processes and stuff. And he's yeah. like, well, maybe we will focus more on <laughs> SEO. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, trust me. He's gonna be, he's gonna be nothing but complimentary because. Uh Tony knows me and he knows that I have a similar mindset to Thomas, only less of a budget. <laughs> and so, so sometimes, you know, Joey will come to me and I'll go, well, you know, can we do this? And he'll say, I don't know. And I'm like, well, could Steven Spielberg do it? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Well, we, we should probably probably look it up first. Uh, so anyway, yeah, no, it's a, it's a big testament to who you are, Joey.
2: Thank
0: real. you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, we loved having you on set. That was, uh, that was, that was a, that was a fun time.
0: Yeah, so, I oh, I'll never forget that night. So much fun. <laughs> I
1: saw Thomas's eyes light up too because he came in the
0: room. Yeah,
2: that was actually one of the first times he's really been on on set when you know I have done one of my shoots. Yeah, uh, and I yeah I, I mean it's it's great having those those stakeholders have such an investment and they get to be part of the process and you know it it's helpful for me too because if I have a question I can just look over and ask him Hey do you right. want this way or that way um, But yeah I mean I I I love teams. I love collaborating on set. I mean, I try to bring set life into anything that I do because it's, it's such a unique experience where you've spent 99% of your time on a project just to execute on 1% of that time, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So, you know, you've spent months just to make three hours go a specific way.
1: What I told Joey, too, I was like, when you're writing these notes down, because we, we talked about it afterward, and we, re- we reflected, and I said, it's not, it's not how many lights are which lights. It's why each light was put in yes. the exact position it was, and that's why Tony was there six, eight hours before everybody else to set up and, and manipulate just inches. With yes. these lights to, to make it look and feel a certain way,
3: yeah. and it did look amazing, <clears throat> by the way, like phenomenal from the audience perspective. Because I wasn't there that night; they left, and I was and I was here, so I hadn't seen any of it. I hadn't. I just heard things, you know, and then being in the audience and watching it on the big screen at NextCon, it was so cool. Like hearing all the laughs and seeing it, and it, it was it was next level. I mean, the has, video was has
1: awesome. that video gone up on the website? Uh, not yet, not unfortunately, yet, okay. but yeah, uh, yeah I,
2: I have to. Uh, I have to tip my hat to uh, Brian Roth, who was the director of photography on it, uh, which is another role that I would say is critical to any uh, production. Is that you know, if, if you're directing actors, you need to make sure that someone is worried about everything else around them, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. going to be your director of photography and perhaps a um, uh, a production designer. Uh, art director, all of those people. But uh, in general, having good lighting, good sound. Yeah. Yeah, so. Big deal.
0: So so quick question based on that night. I know we got to <laughs> wrap up. Uh, I, I noticed, so you had labs, but you didn't. You, you used them as a backup to the boom audio. And I was like, oh, man, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've been filming with labs and using the, my boom as backup audio. Why did you do that?
2: Ah, uh, so it's, there's a lot of different, the, the, the real answer is safety nets, right? Ah, okay. So you want to make sure that you have as many different, uh, opportunities to save yourself if something goes wrong. Uh, you know, I, I personally prefer the, uh, audio that comes out of a boom mic. Uh, but I know a lot of people actually prefer the la- lavaliers and the mobility of that. So, um, you know, I, 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 I don't claim to be too, uh, technically, uh, smart in the sound department, but, uh, you know, just from my hearing and what I like to listen to, uh, a voice from, you know, my, I go towards a shotgun mic.
0: Cool. But that's, no, that's awesome. It's good to get that answer.
1: All right. Well, we have uh, we have squeezed out quite a bit of knowledge from you, Tony. So thank you for joining us today. That's going to wrap our podcast here, a special Saturday edition. Thank you to all of you who are listening, and we will see you next time. Have a deering day, everyone. <laughs>